Alright, hello everybody. I know it has been a while. I've not been consistently uploading whatsoever, um, but my life has been super crazy. So, as to give you guys a little update before the episode, um, I was in Costa Rica for about three weeks in December, and then I came home. That's when I had my last episode. Um, and now I'm back. Now I'm back in uh, Costa Rica. I've been here for about six weeks on my own, um, which is a really cool story, which I'll share in a future episode. Um, and then I'm returning back to the States in just about a week. And then I am moving here permanently about a month after that. So a bit of a whirlwind, but um, overall really wonderful. And just to share my experience here, it's been so magical. I'm uh, helping out and um, involved in a little school here. So I'm like launching, helping launch a school. Like I take some classes to be like a role model. And I actually take a couple of classes as well. Like um, there's a Bitcoin class here, which is really cool. Um, so I've been doing that and I'm here on my own and I have a lot of friends here too, which is great. So I get to see them a lot. And it's really, it's just, it's such a magical place. It's, um, it's the dry season right now. So it's very hot. It's sweltering all the time, but um, the rainy season is coming in April. So just before we'll be moving here again, so it'll be nice and cool when we get here. And yeah, I just wanted you guys um, to have an update on where I am. I know the the listener count will be down quite a bit due to the fact that I have not been um consistent with this. But to any like Twitter friends or to any friends of mine who are listening, thank you. And um, the following episode is with Richard, um, who is a crypto investor and the owner of the land that I've been staying on and the launcher of the little school that him and his wife have started. So I thought it'd be cool to have um, a conversation with him, sit down and just talk about all things crypto and uh, Bitcoin. So to anyone who's interested in that or just wants to listen to the podcast, um, this episode will be for you. Okay, so I want to focus pretty much, like you said, just on Bitcoin because I know that's your like frame of knowledge. That's where yes, it's your favorite. So I just want to know, like, where did you initially hear about it? What was your first knowledge? Oh, like, like everybody, you know, I have a classic uh, <clears throat> storyline where we got into um, opcoins. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then we, we bought all kinds of stuff. And then slowly but surely you learn that most of it is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you can't really explain what it does or what it's for. And, and then it starts to lose your money. And so you get this slow realization that you should have been in Bitcoin. And so I have a, my story is a classic, mm-hmm. fro- classic where we originally got into it when Belle was in between jobs and she has a, my wife, she has a really great CV. And so during the ICO phase of 2017, um, they were looking for anybody to put onto their websites to make the, the businesses look whole and complete. Yeah. And so because Belle has, you know, she's been to Oxford, she does law, they wanted to put her, her CV on. And okay. they ended up paying us like, I don't know, like 350,000 coins of this shit coin. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, whoa, if this goes to a dollar, that's going to be yeah. like the easiest money ever. And at the right. time, the yeah. money's going up, 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 up. And we were just thinking, mm-hmm. wow, this is such an easy thing to do. And... Um, yeah, and then we just, then we started. So the first thing that we bought was Ethereum. Yep. And so we bought Ethereum first because that's what the guys told us. They're like, oh, if you want to invest in this ICO, mm-hmm. you need to buy Ethereum. And we had no idea what it was. And what's an ICO? An ICO is, oh my God, what does it mean? It means uh, uh, initial, oh God, 
I, don't, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but basically an ICO mm-hmm. is like an IPO. So like if a company goes to um, um, uh, become a public company, yeah. they create an IPO, which then they go to the stock exchange and they, it's, a, it's a funding round. Right. Okay. So with the, uh, you have to look at what the, the actual acronyms are because off the top of my head I can't remember. But um, in the ICO was essentially the same thing in the crypto world where you'd have all these companies yeah. and they would they would they put concepts they'd make white papers. Mm-hmm. You'd read the white paper and then they would release their coin at say a third of a cent, three cents or whatever yeah. something like this, and then people would buy all the, the, those initial pre-mined coins, and then often they would go up and then th- they would dump. And right. so it, this right. was huge in 2017. People mm-hmm. were just like pumping and dumping everything. There was an ICO for everything, you know, for taxis, for garden centers, for gold mining, everything. Every possible problem you could think of, right. people were like, yeah, if you use blockchain, <laughs> yeah. then it'll just solve the problem. And so everyone okay. was just crazy. And so we just got wrapped up in all of that. And so then we rode, this was like in August of 2017, Mm-hmm. And we rode that, um, um, what was it called, the, the, the bull market all the way up. Yeah. We rode it all the way down. It's a literal wave, right? You know, yeah, and we rode it all the way up and we rode it all the way down. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, um, we, we learned a lot of lessons. You know, and wh- when we first, when I first thought about, saw, uh, when I first heard about it, I went to a friend who's a Bitcoiner. Yeah. And um, I didn't really know much about Bitcoin. And I asked him about the ICO. And um, he said, waste of money, just don't bother. Just sounds like a scam. Right. And we didn't listen to him. And I always joke with myself now, if we'd have just put all the money that we invested into shit coins, just put it all into Bitcoin mm-hmm. at that time, we'd be like a lot richer than we are now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think overall, we probably, I mean, lots of people lost different amounts of money. I think on, on shit coins, we probably lost about $40,000. Wow. But we yeah. made way more just holding Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. But, you know, when, when, you, lose, when you lose that kind of money, you, well, you haven't really lost it because you've made it up by holding stuff, other stuff. Right. But when, 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 you, when, you, when you realize what you could have done with that, Mm-hmm. It, it's really e- easy to learn the lesson that wow, yeah, right? Because all coins are so shiny, right? You exactly, know, they're so exciting. Mm-hmm. That's but. what they do. They play on your your number go up, your mm-hmm. your desire to be rich, your desire to kind of like you know get life changing money. That's yeah. what they they play on. They they play on that. They know, and it's just, it's the same story over and over again. Just basically mm-hmm. trying to tap into people's greed, and so right. yeah, that's how we got into Bitcoin. And so, yeah, so we first held Bitcoin in 2017. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't hold a lot. Did you just hear about it through media or through peers? Or was it initially through Bell's um, work, like you said? Was that, was that um, your... Well, I could go back further and sometime, I don't even know now, but sometime prior to that, I remember looking at Bitcoin at $300. I remember yeah. calling up Bell, my wife, and saying... I'm going to buy $10,000 worth of Bitcoin. And she was like, yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. And, and to this day, I don't really remember why I didn't actually execute that plan. Yeah. Probably because it was just a little bit too complicated because I'm not a technical guy and it, okay. you know, probably the wallet and then I, I didn't really yeah. understand it as much. And, you know, should, you know, at the time, you know, like spending $10,000 on it wouldn't have been a problem. 
like sort of, mm. you know, if we'd have lost it, but it just never happened. And and then I met some friends, and they were into Bitcoin, and and they used to work on Bitcoin, and I didn't really understand what it was right, about. Right, and this because because you strike me as someone who kind of knows a lot about everything, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm, um, I'm very contextual. Was it yeah? Was it something that sort of really intrigued you because when i first when i first heard about bitcoin it's to like a family friend i was like what are they talking about i was like what is this and it, it never really intrigued me that much no. until i got older and started to understand what it what it actually does but only only in 2017 when i started to realize that um there was a possibility to have um you know decentralized currency but that mm-hmm. was late 2017 early 2018 and at that point, I didn't understand Bitcoin at all. And I didn't understand what was the difference. And also the, the amount of information you could get at the time was yeah. a lot less than it is now. The, right. you, know, the, the, you know, the amount of amazing podcasts and books and stuff you can get. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, like so good now. It's, whereas then the, the information was a lot less. You know, you'd have to be more right. geeky and be going on to different websites to find out like the information. Forums and, and like forums, yeah. yeah. yeah and I, I wasn't really interested in that. And I was also really wrapped up in politics for the Hong Kong politics. Mm-hmm. And so that was my focus. My focus was like Hong Kong politics and what was happening in China and Hong right. Kong and, and, how, and how that resonated. So I wasn't, re- I didn't really have the bandwidth to kind of get into it. Yeah. But it did help us move to Costa Rica because even after the, the, um, the, 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 the bubble in 2017, 2018, we were still... Uh, we, we believed enough to, to, to know that we could travel to Costa Rica and because we were holding Bitcoin and mm-hmm. Ethereum at the time as well, we were holding Bitcoin and Ethereum and Neo and Cardano and yeah. all these all these ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave us enough security to think um, that we, we would have money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was like a, a nest egg. So that helped us move to Costa Rica, just knowing that we had this and we really believing in the future of of cryptos right at the yeah. time but not really knowing what the future involved you know it was real okay. like a leap of faith like yeah, yeah we believe in this <laughs> yeah. but we don't even know yeah what this is because well, you had it then right you know you, yeah you exactly the, so yeah. we had it and you know we watched it smash all the way down to four thousand right and that was so yeah. funny because we just finished building our house was it 2019 this is 2020, 2020. When, when Bitcoin smashed down to 4,000. Okay. And, um, and our, literally the day it, 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 um, it smashed down was the day we moved into our house. No, well, wow. the, the, the day after. Yeah. And um, so we were getting all the bills to pay for the house because we just obviously we had all the final bills to pay yeah. for the house. And then um, Bitcoin's just at this really, really <laughs> low price. And I, yeah. I remember talking to my wife and going, oh, wish we had some spare cash to buy more. Yeah, I mean, it all just came at the wrong time for us. Right, right. But um, but at that point we were even we were super heavily invested. We, I mean, to mm-hmm. the point where since we built our house and built all this, developed this land, yeah, we've pretty much been Bitcoin only, in the mm-hmm. sense that you know we're not cash rich at all. We right, don't, we don't have cash. Right, crypto rich, fiat poor. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's exactly uh-huh. what we are. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say we're super rich, but you know, we have enough to feel secure about the future. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, but like, you know, cash, we live like hand to mouth cash. You know, we've done that since, you know, mm-hmm. for the last two years. What do you mean by that, hand to mouth? So the money that we earn mm-hmm. here in Costa Rica yeah. is the money, that we, the cash that we have. Oh, got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't have 
any sources of income outside of what we own in Costa Rica yes. and on the land and on the school. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, some people move here and they have other sources of income. They have rentals mm -hmm. in the United States or whatever. We don't have mm -hmm. any of that. Basically, our, our, um, our income, our cash income, comes yeah. from running the school and uh, teaching. And then our nest egg is, yeah. is what we hold in uh, Bitcoin. Right. All right, so that's awesome. So tell me about um, what you've started here with like Bitcoin Jungle and with that sort of enterprise sure. that you're beginning. Okay, so um, I started to really deep dive Bitcoin, maybe, you know, in 2020. And, uh, you know, really learn mm -hmm. what, what we, were, we were holding. I didn't really understand it. And I uh, started to really, really, you know, see a lot of what we were holding and, re and it really started to kind of, and Bitcoin kind of coincided with like my, my spiritual outlook on the world as well. Right. So I'm really into that kind of, that's the spirituality of Bitcoin, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. such a thing. And, um, and so I, I, I then listening to lots of podcasts and, and reading a lot, I was just like, and then hearing about El Salvador mm -hmm. and El Zonte and then really just thinking like... What was happening in El Salvador? So in El Salvador, they, um, they first started to create a project which is similar to Bitcoin Jungle. Oh, so this is going to take a long time to explain that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we got... Uh, yeah, we got okay, so, it's good. So, okay, I'll get to El Salvador in a second. Okay. Um, and so I just really thought, oh, you know, Costa Rica is really primed mm -hmm. for, um, for to, to create a, a, a Bitcoin circular economy. Right, it, it would happen here. I could see. I had like almost like a vision, and so in tandem to that, we were we we would been planning a school, and so when when we started to plan the school, when the school came to me, it was always going to be on a Bitcoin standard. We were gonna we were gonna borrow money mm -hmm. off the Bitcoin. We were going to uh, build all the, the the teaching spaces through through the money that was lent from Bitcoin. We were going to pay the teachers in Bitcoin, yeah. and get the, uh, the the people to pay in Bitcoin get the kids using Bitcoin in like yeah. maybe a tuck shop and stuff. And so this, <laughs> yeah. this whole space, you know, we just thought, right, this is going to be a Bitcoin, sta a Bitcoin standard school. And um, I saw that as one, it'd be really interesting where I'm co coinciding both my interests of like the land and the school and Bitcoin. Right. And two, just it, it, eventually it would attract certain types of students, certain types of um, um, people who are traveling around the world who are interested to pay in Bitcoin. So this was my plan, but that, that plan wasn't to just to just make a school. It was obviously that that would start the Bitcoin economy. I'm not a okay. programmer. I'm not a software engineer. So how do I create a Bitcoin economy? Well, what I'll do is I'll create a flagship um, a business mm -hmm. which will ignite the Bitcoin economy. Right. Yeah, that right. was my plan. I didn't know how that would work, but I just thought, well, that, that's how it'll, that's what I'll do. Yeah. And so on, and then my wife was working at another school. And then on the day that she resigned... I immediately sent out a tweet. I have yeah. quite a good following on Twitter. And I immediately sent out a tweet saying, yeah, we're going to make this Bitcoin school. Yeah. But I don't know how to do it. Uh -huh. Can anyone help me? Yeah. Yeah. And like people just started responding to that tweet. Just like, oh, why don't you make a wallet? Why don't yeah. you do this? And then a guy approached me who was in Platania. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm up here in Platania. I'm a programmer. Yeah. Shall, shall we get together and chat? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, fine. So we went to Dominical. I met him for the first time and he talked to me he was like oh we need to we need to make this bitcoin economy 
and uh, we need to copy the project that's happening in El Salvador called Bitcoin Beach. Bitcoin Beach. And so okay. I knew about Bitcoin Beach, but I, I, never, I never thought that that was the way that we would have to, to, um, to go. So then I started to learn about Bitcoin Beach and I arranged to go to El Salvador and learn more. And so basically Bitcoin Beach started in, I don't know, about 2018, maybe something like this. Okay. And that they were donated some money, some Bitcoin. And um, the idea was that um, we, we should... Um, what was that? This is the door. Okay. Yeah, do you want to shut it? Yeah, good. You can probably edit that out. <laughs> So the idea was that we would go to the, um, someone donated, no one knows how much was donated, maybe 10 Bitcoin at the time, and that okay. was probably about $100,000 at the time. Right. And so, you know, people had said, oh, you know, build a, a community center, mm -hmm. build this. And, and yeah. so then they came up with the idea to make a community, a, a circular economy and using that 10 Bitcoin. And the way you build a Bitcoin economy is you have to airdrop to people. You have to give mm -hmm. people the Bitcoin to spend because they yeah. don't necessarily have it. Right. So they created that project, but they, they were using um, uh, um, wallets like Blue and Moon Wallet, right? Okay. And what this meant was that the, to onboard people onto the wallet is quite difficult mm -hmm. because you need to give them their seed phrase. You need, they need to understand about blockchain. They need to understand that if they don't, if they lose their seed phrase, mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to access their funds if they forget their password and okay, no yeah. one can help them if you, if you forget your password. And that's just too hard for people. It's just way too hard. Yeah. So um, there was a guy called Nicholas Berti who, who and he went down to El Salvador having heard about it and he created a, a, a wallet which was much easier for people to um, to, mm -hmm. to, um, to to onboard. So all they need to do is just... Or more user-friendly. Yeah, they log yeah. it onto their phone, and then it's just attached to their phone. Now, security-wise, yeah. um, uh, it's not as good because like the, the Bitcoin is at, isn't actually held by those people. It's held by a, a, a node. So that node's held in custody by someone else. Okay. Yeah? yeah. But the, the, what it does is it allows people a, an easy on-ramp into Bitcoin. Yeah. So this is a project that we're like, okay, we're going to do that as well. We're going to were do these that. just civilians using it? Like it was a communal, a yeah. communal project? So what they did, like El Zonte is a really tiny little beach town. Yeah. Like tiny, like tiny, tiny, super small. And even here in Costa Rica, we don't have towns like that. They're just wow. super, okay, tiny, yeah. super tiny, super sleepy, mm -hmm. pretty much poverty ridden. But wow. the guy there, um, Mike Peterson, who was, um, he was running like surf camps. Yeah. From what I understand, he was like a Christian missionary trying okay. to keep kids out of gangs by running surf camps. So they kind of using him or they co-opted with him in order to make this project. Okay. And so they were able to, because they got such good community uh, um, uh, channels in, mm -hmm. into the community, they were able to make this project really quickly where, you know, convincing people to, to take, you know, pay for papooses and stuff <laughs> using Bitcoin. Yeah. And then, and then once, once they created the Bitcoin Beach wallet, yeah. suddenly it starts to take off much more because okay. people can onboard. You can onboard somebody onto the Bitcoin Beach wallet in like yeah. two minutes, okay. right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're doing other wallets, it takes a little bit longer and you need to have a bit more complex understanding. Right. So, so this project starts running and starts expanding. And then El Salvador, the, the leader of El Salvador, um, uh, President Bukele, he obviously saw this project, looked at the project, and went, this is the future. And he's oh. clearly a Bitcoiner. And so okay. then they adopted all of... So Bitcoin now is a, a, a currency yeah. throughout El Salvador. Right? Okay, that's great. And yeah. that's tiny little surf town. 
mm-hmm. essentially like changed the world. Wow, that's yeah, it's incredible. So, so for us, you know, our model was to copy um, um, the Elzonte Bitcoin Beach model. Yeah. So we um, we hard forked their wallet because their wallet is open source. It's an open source wallet. It's not a closed. Okay. You know, so um, so all all the everything you need to run that wallet is up on the web. You can just okay. take it down and start your own wallet. Yeah. Change the name, and and they, they want to do that because obviously Bitcoin is decentralized. It's open yeah. source, so it's in the same vein. So we mm-hmm. basically hard forked that wallet. Yeah. And and called it Bitcoin Beach, Bitcoin uh, Jungle. Bitcoin Jungle. So they're Bitcoin Beach. We called it Bitcoin Jungle. Yeah. And um, yeah, we took them by surprise as well because that, that that company, which is now called Deloitte, yeah, they um, they, have they weren't expecting they have knowledge of your project. Of course, yeah, oh, we, okay, we, we have open communications, direct open communications with those guys, and we work well with we work with them, and we'll soon be paying them to manage our wallet. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, so but at the time, so what they wanted to do, yeah, with the project, have this open source project where people take the open source information make their own wallets in their own certain areas they envisioned that was was going to happen but they didn't envision it would happen so quickly so mm. literally we you know we hard forked them pretty quickly and they, they were quite surprised that we were able to do that it was a pleasant surprise like they were, they were yeah happy of about course that? they were okay. super they were yeah. super happy about it yeah. but also surprised yeah <laughs> right because you know it, it happened so quickly for them so there are other projects like ours that are copying the bitcoin beach model but mm-hmm. they use the bitcoin beach wallet okay yeah. Right. So, for example, there's uh, Bitcoin XI, which is in South Africa. There's Bitcoin Lake, which is in Guatemala. Mm. And there's Bitcoin Beach. I don't know what the other name of it called, but it's in Brazil. Right. Okay. And so they're actually using the same wallet. They didn't hard fork the wallet. They don't have their own bespoke wallet. We have our own bespoke wallet called Bitcoin yeah. Jungle. And um, yeah, I mean, and so. And then once we once we started to put that into the community, mm-hmm. it it's just started to take off really quickly. Like like I, what I saw and what I envisioned. Um, yeah. So tell me about how did you first of all how did you get the word out? So what we did, once well, I went to El Salvador. Yeah. And what I what I realized really quickly was that um, Costa Rica is completely different to El Salvador in that in El Salvador the project is about. Um, Helping people, helping the unbanked get banked, because lots of people in, in El Salvador don't have bank accounts. Okay, um, it's helping people save like their first five hundred dollars and stuff like this. You know, mm-hmm. that's what that's really what the project's about. There, it's really helping people who are like have, have spent a life full of poverty, and how do you give them something where they can save money? Whereas Costa Rica is completely different. You know, most Costa Ricans they have bank accounts, they have credit cards, they mm-hmm. have SinPay, which is a, a, another way of paying through text. Okay, so. Um, it's nothing like the El Salvador project, even though we're mm-hmm. copying the El Salvador projects, we're copying yeah. the nuts and bolts of it. But, um, or, but the, uh, the society's different here. Society's different, the, the amount of money that's here. You know, Costa Rica is a much more um, a developed society, than mm. it's a developed economy than El Salvador. And so, and a lot, of, a lot more tourism, tourists yeah. here. And so we really thought, okay, this is where we need to focus, is like on right. tourists, on locals, people who are bringing mm-hmm. through money and transferring money and have all the friction yeah. that um, um, bringing money in, in, into the country um, works. And so, but get that said, um, you know, w- w- when we first started, we, we, we didn't have much liquidity. Okay. 
on the node. So the way the system works is all, all, the, all the, the apps all download. Mm -hmm. So everyone who downloads the apps, and now, now probably, probably over a thousand people have downloaded the app. Bitcoin Jungle? Mm -hmm. oh, that's great. And, and, and then so um, all the money yeah. that's on their, 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 um, their um, all, the, all the Bitcoin that's kept on their phones yeah. is actually stored on one node. Okay. So that's, that, that node is acting as a central banker. Yeah. Like instant, whereas a, a central bank, what a central bank does is mm -hmm. you know they transfer money from each other to the next at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, we need to in, in the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, so right. they need to hold huge amounts of liquidity in yeah. order to move the money. Whereas, what, <clears throat> what essentially these projects do is they, they're doing final settlement instantly, so they're constantly changing money. So, you know, if I want to send you money, it's I send you the money instantly. Yeah. Right. There's no waiting. Yeah. Right. There's no waiting for it all to be bunched together and and bundled and moved. Right. So so the our node, our Bitcoin jungle node, is basically doing you know all these transactions continually and, mm -hmm. and, and settling, settling, settling. Right. Yeah. And so when we first started, obviously our liquidity because we didn't have many people on was really low. Yeah. And then so we couldn't go to a merchant. We couldn't mm -hmm. go to a, a restaurant and go, hey, accept Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. And then you know, there just wasn't enough liquidity in the system, in order to, to manage a restaurant. Right. Okay. So what we needed to do is we needed to find like small vendors, and so we went to market the markets. Yeah. You know, and these vendors, you know, they're having like a, you know, a daily revenue of like two, three hundred, four hundred dollars okay. a day. And so when we went to the markets, one each or, individually. Some of them, yeah. That's I really mean, great. Yeah, That's I mean, really they, good. I mean, their 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 total revenue, not their profits, like right, the right. amount of the money they're okay. like moving through, like each yeah. vendor, you know, between one to three or four hundred dollars, mm -hmm. they're moving through. So, going to the markets, what that meant is one, we could get super exposure because lots of people go to these markets to get yeah. uh, uh, fresh food and um, and produce and 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 things to buy, mm -hmm. and so we could immediately tap into people. And then we could we could onboard these vendors because it was a very simple transaction. Yeah. You know, like I pay you. Right. It's a very simple transaction. Right, There's yeah, no yeah. staff or multiple people mm -hmm. or complicated um, uh, merchant services. Yeah. It's just like vendor, client, client pays vendor, end mm -hmm. of. So, uh, and we 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 we, we did Dominical market first, and um, yeah, we just took off really really quickly within. I think the first day we were like fifty percent of all the people on the on, on the market. Really, we um we signed up. That's and are these? Is it a mix of locals and foreigners? Yes, it's and... a mix of locals and foreigners. Okay, and they're selling everything from necklaces and chains and and jewelry to empanadas and pressed fruits yeah. and to clothing and and vegetables. It's just mm -hmm. a huge mix, honey and stuff. Right. Huge mix of p people doing like artisanal. So it's a good little ecosystem. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge. It's, it's it's an entire little ecosystem of its own. Yeah. And um and and, and so that with it, we we had about fifty percent sign up and then what we what we did is we guaranteed people that mm -hmm. if they didn't want to hold the bitcoin, we would buy the bitcoin from them. We, okay. we, said, we said to them, look, foreigners are going to want to use bitcoin. They they like it. Mm -hmm. They have it. They're going to come down. It's going to improve your sales. Um, it's better than credit card. Yeah. But we understand if you don't want to hold Bitcoin and you don't understand it and you don't trust it, then we'll buy the Bitcoin off you at the end of the day. Right. So okay. we will be there with cash. Yeah. And so pretty much most of the people on the first time we went there, they kind of like cashed their Bitcoin out. Yeah. I don't think many people um, 
kept it. But then we would go every week mm-hmm. to the markets and slowly people start to learn about Bitcoin. They start to see the price fluctuate. They start to become comfortable with it. Right. And to the point now where we, we almost never cash people out. People, okay. people want to hold. They recognize that maybe 20%, 25%, maybe yeah. more of their, of their revenue is in Bitcoin mm-hmm. and they want to keep it. So how was this um, made known to customers? Like, are there signs or are there so advertisements? Ha- um, we, we had different jobs we, when we were at the market. There was a group of us, and I would stand out at the front of the market yeah. and basically identify people mm. to, to get them to download the wallet. Yeah. And then we would airdrop them. So I would give them 2,000 kronos okay. of Bitcoin yeah. instantly and then show them how to, um, how to spend that. Right. For anyone who doesn't know, Colonies is the Costa Rican. Yeah, so person. I'd be giving them, like, what is it, like, Four dollars, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd be giving them like four dollars and say, "Hey, here's four dollars. Yeah, go spend, go and buy something in Bitcoin." And I'd show them how to do it. And then once they see yeah. that um, it's instant and and um, direct, and there's no fees, right? Then they get super excited. About right, so you're kind of working as like a salesman, right? You're going around, but I would be identifying <laughs> but, the people that because uh, yeah, it works a lot more in their favor. Yeah, because I don't want to just give my Bitcoin away to anyone. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do is I want to give it to people. I'm looking for local people who come to the market often. You know, I wouldn't be giving it to tourists, really. Okay. I'd talk to tourists. And then, you know, if they were, they were into Bitcoin yeah. and they already had stuff, then, yeah, I would, I, would, I would also give them some money. But generally, um, you know, like if, if I talk to a tourist and they had no idea about Bitcoin whatsoever, I'll, I wouldn't be interested to help them because right, we're right. trying to. So it's not reliable. We're trying to. Yeah. yeah otherwise, you know, just wasted. We were yeah. trying to identify local people. To um to, to basically start spending Bitcoin and it worked really well, you know I downloaded hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to people. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then. Yeah. So so then people start to get used to it. And there's also there's a lot of people here who, who already own a lot of, um, crypto, and well, I say crypto because yeah, a lot of people yeah, here. Yeah. And, and so they really want to start using that because for them to mm-hmm. like. Transfer their crypto into dollars is a taxable event. And then send their dollars to Costa Rica so they can spend it is a lot of charges. Right. So if they can just basically use the, the crypto they're holding, convert mm-hmm. that to Bitcoin and go to the market and spend, for yeah. them, there's a massive saving. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that instantly just went for it and just went, yeah, this is fantastic. Do you know, if, I have a question. This, this might be a little out there. You might not know, but um, do you know what the, because I know a lot of the larger houses around here are owned by people who are really like crypto rich mm-hmm. right do you think do you think the real estate market is involved in crypto at all here okay so that's something that's applicable so this is this is a, goes to um the liquidity question mm-hmm. so why we started in the Fourier's. so we started and um we needed to build liquidity into yeah. the system right so when when we started you know i remember um uh, prem and lee came over here and they just set up the system okay and they, i was wanted to download two hundred dollars into into the wallet and yeah. um because we, 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 we were a brand new wallet we didn't have any lightning connections and uh, there was no liquidity really on on the, the node mm-hmm. and so i couldn't transfer two hundred dollars okay okay because what, so why what is because i i know what liquidity is but i'd have a hard time explaining it but liquidity um, is just the amount of money sloshing around in the system so right so you couldn't transfer two hundred dollars because because one my moon wallet yeah didn't have any connections to the bitcoin jungle wallet because okay. it was so brand new. Right. Right. It was so brand new. 
So he couldn't find he couldn't find a pathway through on the Lightning mm -hmm. Network to transfer two hundred dollars down to, to a brand new wallet. Mm -hmm. realized, and this, but this was like the day after they made it. But now we, we know we've slowly built up, and now we have huge amounts of liquidity. We've, I think the liquidity on the um, um, on on the, the node now is like close to a bit, one bitcoin. Really. So basically, that's people pumping money into mm -hmm. the system. Right, yeah. and so we've got up, 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 but still, one Bitcoin is still not that much, forty, forty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So we, we have a liquidity where we where, where people are, are put, putting money in and sharing sharing Bitcoin to mm -hmm. each other, and the liquidity is around forty thousand dollars. Okay, um, but that's still not enough for people to start buying cars, right? Or start doing um, um, uh, um, um. Uh, pay, Larger pay, transactions, pay rents yeah. and stuff like that. But we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. And also, right. those things can be done on chain as well. Yeah, so you can do okay. those on chain. But what's ha what will happen is now we move into the merchants. Suddenly, you know, we've brought on some of the best mm -hmm. merchants, some of the best restaurants in town. Yeah. So Cebu and Mosaic oh, yeah, and yeah. Monocongo, all these are like mm -hmm. flagship restaurants. They're all now accepting Bitcoin. So okay. that will again increase our liquidity. Yeah. As as people start looking, go, oh wow, I can eat. At the, my favorite right. restaurant, and I can pay Bitcoin. That's so right? cool. So people, yeah. so the liquidity will will have another liquidity spike. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the amount of money, like, in, imagine it's a big tank. Mm -hmm. We we can't. We're trying to fill the tank up. Right. Yeah. Right. And the more yeah, the yeah. more water we get into the tank, the more the bigger the fish can swim around. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of like what we're trying to do. So that's why you know you don't just go in there and you know like go okay we're going to facilitate people buying uh, property with Bitcoin because okay. there's no liquidity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we are grow. working on that. We yeah. are working on, on a, a project where um, we, we're, we're um, talking to, to, to a, a pseudo, like a, uh, what's that pseudo? Um, like a, uh, um, like a new type of bank and okay. they're going to offer liquidity. So somebody will be able to, let's say they want to buy a car, but the person doesn't want to buy, buy big, pay, pay with Bitcoin. The person doesn't want to receive Bitcoin. You could send, say, like two Bitcoin, mm -hmm. maybe one Bitcoin. You want to buy a car, you send one Bitcoin to, to this, this third party. Yeah. They'll receive the Bitcoin and then they'll send the cash to the, to the recipient. So that's in the future. So we're, we're actually negotiating this now. So you'll literally be able to buy cars with Bitcoin in the future. That's, that's happening now. Yeah. Because they, they, this, this organization has got a huge amount of liquidity. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So all that's in the pipeline. So, you know, getting people to pay rent in Bitcoin, getting people to buy, be able to buy cars in Bitcoin, getting people to essentially buy um, properties in Bitcoin. All yeah. of that's in the future. I mean, you can buy property with Bitcoin now here. Um, but um, you know, it, it it'll just grow. It'll just right. grow. Okay. Yeah, and you have to have, start at the bottom. Correct. Yeah. Yes. In order to create the economy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I hope that answered your question. No. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, it's, so for last thing on Bitcoin Jungle is um. Do you see it just staying here and evolving and evolving and evolving and creating or what do you think about like far future yeah. for bitcoin jungle so the bitcoin jungle project is um is a, a community project mm -hmm. so it it's it, uh th there's a group of owners but yeah. none of those owners take any profit or any money from it and and 
And what we're doing now is in this area, we're, we're setting up merchants and we're setting up hotels and we're working out all kinds of stuff. And the idea is that we, we will then transfer all that knowledge out to other people. Okay. So they can take it. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll create documents and videos of how, to, how mm -hmm. to do it. And so people can just then replicate it. There's no, there's no plan to make it proprietary. So how it grows and how it develops We'll probably keep control of it, if, if control is the right term, uh, in the Ovita or Chao, Dominical areas. We'll have a certain say on how it, it works and, and what happens, but you know, how people then choose to use the Bitcoin Jonga wallet in San Teresa or Tamarindo or Puerto Viejo, that's entirely up to them, how they're going to in incorporate that. Yeah. And so uh, it, it really is a, a, like a... Um, uh, a, like I said, a decentralized project. You know, the idea, the belief is that if you just latch onto Bitcoin, you rise. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have to, um, you know, like hold this tight. Like we've made something that's like for us. Right. And so, uh, if we if we hold on to this tight, then we can make money. Mm -hmm. Our idea is like if we just connect this to Bitcoin, Bitcoin's going to just, is, is the boat that's going to raise everything. Right, so, right. you know, luckily we have a, you know, a group of, uh, uh, we call them guardians who look after the projects and all of those people are motivated to, um, to, to make sure the project's successful and also keep it on track. So it, 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 it you know, remains a Bitcoin project, mm -hmm. it remains decentralized, it remains non-profitable, but there's, there will be a lot of money to be made in this project, okay. and people can't make money from it. And yeah. even the Bitcoin Jungle wallet, if it's successful, could generate lots of money. But you know, we, we're not, that's not the focus of the project. Mm -hmm. the, pro the focus of the project is, is, is to basically get everyone transacting in Bitcoin. Right, right. So, okay. yeah. I can't say how the project will develop other than we are making efforts to keep it keep it keep it keep it in, in a certain element of control now and not let it let mm -hmm. it run away with itself right yeah right, but you're also not like um you're not like holding tight to it no we're not holding tight sense. to it yeah really you know we, mm -hmm. we just had a, a meeting in San Jose a Bitcoin meeting and we're talking to people all over the country mm-hmm and our, our idea is like, we, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Here's all the information. Mm -hmm. Go do it. Like yes. even we, we're going to do a, um, so have some big banners, well, mm -hmm. not big banners, but medium-sized banners. Yes. Put by the side of the road. And, and um, those banners, they, they, they're not, um, they don't advertise Bitcoin jungle. They advertise Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. We don't advertise. Ah. We don't advertise we, I mean, it has a little sticker about mm -hmm. Bitcoin, but we don't advertise us as a company. Yeah. Bitcoin Jungle is the project, but what are we trying to do? We're trying to help people accept Bitcoin. Right. So the okay. posters that we make and all the, all the stickers that we make and all the publicity that we make advertises Bitcoin. It doesn't advertise our company. Okay. Right. Yeah? So you're little, little freelance marketing agents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, know? well, I mean, that is... No I mean, salary. Basically, yeah. I mean, that's... That's the beauty of Bitcoin. There's, there's yeah. no PR agency. There's no head right. office. There's no, we didn't get permission from Bitcoin to do this. Right. We, we didn't ask anyone. We didn't mm -hmm. ask anyone. That's the whole point of Bitcoin. It's permissionless, mm -hmm. right? We know, you know, if I, I, if it was any other shitcoin, I would imagine you know, if we started using their name and, and, and making out like we were the, like um, doing a project in their name, they would probably be like, "Hang on a minute, 
we didn't give you permission to do that. Right. Yeah. Whereas there's no one. Well, because they're those are businesses. Exactly. You know, Every not, other yeah. crypto is a business. Right. So that brings me to your favorite question, um, which is why do you think Bitcoin is the future? Bitcoin's the future because it's decentralized and it's owned by nobody, right? Mm-hmm. And no one controls it. No, and nobody um, um, has has um, a, a greater say. So someone like Michael Saylor doesn't have a greater say on ha- what happens with Bitcoin um, mm-hmm. than um, you know someone like you who maybe owns a tiny amount of Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's like a great leveler. It's like a almost like a singularity where people yeah. are working towards. Um, and then it's simple to un- it's simple to understand it's simple to explain yeah which most projects aren't um, and then on top of the the, um, the 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 software and the programs essentially hasn't changed from the, the moment mm-hmm. it was created and so so it, it, it's it's the consensus is already there yeah. I read an article this morning about Vitaly Buterin and yep. talking about you know governing by consensus. The Ethereum CEO. Right. You know governing by consensus, and um, and the thing is they haven't even made the consensus. You know they're like you know half a, half a trillion dollars into the project and they still don't have consensus mm. on what exactly Ethereum is. Right. Where the consensus right. in Bitcoin is already built in. Mm. No one's arguing about that. It's just how can we use this in a way? You know the actual the basics of Bitcoin have remained the same from the start and they're not changing. Right? Right, well, Ethereum is pretty much just Bitcoin, but profitable to the ones who created it. Am I, am uh, I no, because uh, Ethereum basically, um, it, it's, it's building everything onto the original blockchain, right? Okay. So that's what makes it slow and expensive now because, you know, everything is being written to the, onto mm. the blockchain, right? Whereas with Bitcoin, you have, you have the consensus of, you know, we had this with the block size war in 2017. The, the, everything on Bitcoin, on the blockchain, is quite small. And, so, and then re, what we're doing now with Bitcoin Jungle on the Lightning Network yeah. is, 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 is not written to the blockchain. Okay. So, in, and, and, that, and to answer your question again of why Bitcoin's the future is because if you look at Lightning, mm-hmm. right, it's just amazing. Right, and all the stuff that every other project is promising, mm-hmm. Lightning's doing it now. Lightning Network? We're doing right, it now. Yeah. We're already doing it. All the, you know, the, the free transactions, instant transactions, permissionless transactions, all of that, Lightning's doing that now. So, you know, when, when they're talking about, you know, oh, you know, this, this shit coin and that shit coin is going to promote this project, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we're already doing it. Right. So you know, most pe- most um, most shit coiners that I talk to, they have no concept of what Lightning is. They have no idea what Lightning is. They just, okay. and that's how they they are. It's able called Lightning to, Network, right? Yeah, exactly. Sort of, okay. And that's how they're they're able to remain in their like blissful ignorance. It's because they just haven't learned what Lightning is. Okay, and that's just just a structurally different blockchain, or no, it's not a blockchain at all. It's, it's okay. not a blockchain. It's so not. you have so. Bitcoin is a block. That's the problem with like uh, crypto is everyone thinks that blockchain is the solution to everything and it's not. You don't need to have blockchain solutions for everything. It's just not okay. essential. It's not, it's not necessary. Blockchain is essentially a spreadsheet. Right? Yes. That's all it is. It's just a spreadsheet. It's an incorruptible right, spreadsheet. Yeah. Right? We don't need to have that for everything. Some things it will help. Mm-hmm. With Lightning, what happens is basically you're, you're setting up channels and you're, you're moving money based on small um, 
contracts between two people okay. or two two things. So, and so it works almost like an abacus. Like I have a contract with you, and we can sh- between us we can share ten pieces, mm-hmm. right? And, and and we've agreed that like you own five and I own five. We've written a contract that says you own five of those, I own five of those. But the the, the Lightning Network will move those ten pieces in between us. Mm. Whenever it wants, we've just agreed that that's okay. Okay. Right. And so what that means, if you if you if you scale that up, mm-hmm. right, what it means is you've got all this m- m- money just being moved through these little channels. Yeah. On an, on a on a on a humongous scale, and it means that that you have that it's basically all these thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of tr- of agreements. Yeah. Allow, allow for the integrity because I. I the integrity of the project. I was going to say, because isn't a large part of why people love Bitcoin so much is because it's, um, like, it's proof of work. Like, you can see all of the transactions mm-hmm. on the blockchain. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's, um, that's, you know, something that, you know, most blockchains can do. You can see all the transactions, right? Right, yeah. Because they're anonymous, but they're still mm-hmm. they're still. But not visible, with Lightning. Right? Not, not with Lightning. No, they're not no. anonymous? They are anonymous. Okay. So on the light on, on the for example, if I was to and that's why people love lightning as a layer too, because it is anonymous, right? So, you know, when, when I, I I load up money into the lightning ne- network. Yeah. I mean, how many? I, I probably have about twenty five thousand dollars of lightning channels. Okay. So basically, that means I've I've allowed I've given up, I've given up twenty five I haven't given it up because I still own it. Yeah, but I put about twenty five thousand dollars onto the Lightning Network, right? And I've made connections with people, and so that money can be shared. And I have, I have, a, I have a deal with this person. 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 And we sh- and we can share money. So so, um, when it comes to like the privacy of Lightning, we can know that I have a connection with you, and we've been chat. We've been, we've been um, uh, sharing sharing money. Us. Right, so Bitcoin operates on the Lightning Network. Like that's just because it's. Well, the Lightning Network's a layer two. So what you understand is like layer one is Bitcoin, mm-hmm. the Bitcoin blockchain. Yes. Right, and that's that's basically a a um, a, a a spreadsheet of all yeah. the transactions. Every ten minutes, that spreadsheet is updated, which is called a block. Right, yeah. and once that block has been updated, it uh-huh. can't be changed. Which which allows for the security of the what well, part of the security of the system? Okay. In the Lightning Network, you're essentially m- removing Bitcoin from the blockchain, mm-hmm. from your wallet or from your hard drive, and you're putting it onto a, a, another system, like a layer two. It's a separate layer, right? Okay. Yeah. And 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 you're allowing that money to be tra- to be to move between people you have agreements with. All right. Right. So, for example, if 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 um if I want to send money to you know. Bob over there, and I don't have a connection directly with Bob, but you have a connection with Bob. Mm-hmm. The five hundred dollars, my five hundred dollars goes to you, and then you send five hundred dollars to him. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's working. That's instantaneous. Instantaneous. Too, but that doesn't seem like um super user friendly. I'd say that seems like that might be a more complicated. I think okay. there's like then what. Than just like typical transactions. Well, it's what it allows is it can happen in microseconds and it's not recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, the, the, the record would only trans- record that I sent the money to you. Mm. We can't. We can't then follow that you sent the money to him. 
right? Okay. The lo- in, in, in so the, the, tra- the, the transaction, actual, the, the transaction. actual money is untraceable. Yeah, the money that okay. it becomes untraceable. So the, the Lightning Two network is 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 is, is like um, an untraceable money 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 flow, which obviously people don't like. But that's why Bitcoiners love it so much because you have this ultimate privacy to send whoever you want money, yeah, at any time you want, instantaneously and directly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. And then what that means is because because these transactions. What, where's the guarantee of these transactions? The guarantee of these transactions is you're, you're never going to send any more money than, me, than I, I allow you. I'm never going to take any more money than you allow me, right? So we have, the, we have, a, tra- we have a deal between the two of us, right? But then if you, so, so that, that, um, that trust mm-hmm. is magnified up because you're also making lots of connections. So okay. rather than having, having like one person that's, that's the trust, mm-hmm. right? Like the bank, what you have is you have hundreds of thousands of people who've made trust between each other. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> That's I'm gonna have to look into Lightning Network more because I've I've heard about it, but I didn't. I had no idea what this it was. This is. I mean, this like I said, most people they they still believe in in shit coins. Yeah. Because they don't understand lightning, they have Everyone no idea. on YouTube believes in they don't. They don't yeah. understand lightning. They don't understand what's happening, they, and they don't understand that you know what what their shitcoin is promising. Lightning well, is wait, already how does, doing. How does? Oh, I got I got you for for what the the benefits of these so called altcoins are. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Understood. All right. So last um, couple of things I want to know is for Bitcoin in the future. What do you think that? governments will do to it what do you think that the future like price action will be or will look like uh, and then lastly what do you think the um end of bitcoin will look like uh th- th- there is no end to bitcoin um um that's pretty simple so uh price action doesn't really matter i mean it everybody wants the number to go up mm-hmm. but um you know it's it, bitcoin will just swallow everything so you know the 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 quotes that you know it'll go to like a million or five million or ten million it's like it's just inevitable it's inevitable mm. it's inevitable you know if bitcoin okay. equals gold right then bitcoin will be five hundred and forty thousand dollars per coin or something like that right if bitcoin equals gold but bitcoin has way more use cases than gold so okay. like what yeah. you know bitcoin's going to be bigger than gold mm-hmm. you know if if you know if bitcoin become becomes like it's, it's a better way to insure for insurance than the insurance co- companies and the in- insurance market is, is huge so if, even if bitcoin took like 10 percent of the insurance market mm-hmm. you're talking huge amounts of money so it's it's really is it's really just a matter of when not if right okay um so the, the bitcoin will always just keep going up because of the nature of the halving and 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 people want wanting to have a rare um rare product that's, mm. that has a lot of use cases you know you know it, it, it the price will just go up 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 um well and there's one more question just oh so what do you think governments will okay um, the governments i think mm. governments kind of realize now that um that, that it's coming but they don't really they, they, they don't really know how to handle it and mm. and they can't handle it like mm. you know they can't they could try and ban mining in certain countries, but that would then just mean that other countries would have a financial inf- inst- Right, and also I think that the people that are mining, 
can probably find ways exactly. to do that correctly. And then the, the environmental aspects of Bitcoin, where, you know, like the Bitcoins are, are you know, Bitcoin miners are now really tapping into like environmental ways to mine. It's going to be really hard to argue against that. I think, you know, like places like the United States are going to become like hubs for Bitcoin and, and the Bitcoin economy. And it has nothing to do with the, the United States government, but mm. people. And because of that federated system you have in, in, in the United States where uh, the states can have their own laws, yeah. right? That's going to insulate any like global, any clampdown on, on, on that. Because, you know, for example, you know, the federal government could say that Bitcoin mining is illegal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Wyoming and Texas just going to go, fuck off. <laughs> we don't right. give a shit. You can't, you can't enforce that. Yeah. You, have no, you have no rights here. And so mm-hmm. the unique way that the United States is set up and, and that um, I think it's going to ensure that uh, you know, Bitcoin be- it becomes a, a Bitcoin hub. Yeah. Um, and then other countries, obviously El Salvador, you know, I, I just read recently Honduras is going to um, accept it as a, a legalize it as a currency. Yeah. And, and so I think there's going to be a, a, a hub of countries in Central and South America that, that start accepting Bitcoin, you know, before Europe. Yeah, Europe mm-hmm. probably be one of the last places where Bitcoin really is accepted. Although, you know, if you look at where the most Bitcoin nodes are, it's in Germany. The most Bitcoin nodes really? in the world is in Germany. So, like I said, you know, even if the institution of of um, of the countries yeah. reject Bitcoin, you can't stop the citizens. Right. Yeah, you can't yeah. stop the citizens from uh, from 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 taking part in it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, uh, the European Union was trying to um, ban mining, and the only thing, the only unique thing about Bitcoin, you know, you can't can't ban people from using electricity right <laughs> yeah. you can't ban people from owning computers right you can't ban people from owning banks of computers but they, they then started talking about how they would ban the game of guessing the number you know we talked about yeah. it in, the, mm-hmm. in the bitcoin class where you know like the miners they have to guess the number that is equal or less than that a short number they're like ban that game which makes no sense because you're essentially banning math you're saying you know, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to play games. You know, like this game's banned. It doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. So it's really hard for them. I mean, they could make it difficult by stopping people on ramping, stopping people, um, you know, off ramping and stuff like that. But as the Bitcoin economies grow, then mm-hmm. you won't need to off ramp. You can just go and buy your, like what we're trying to do. You won't need to cash out for dollars. You won't yeah. need to. You just basically, if even if they banned all the ATMs. You know, if someone's prepared to accept Bitcoin for their carrots, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard for you to stop that, right? Right, yeah. yeah really. <laughs> and, and so that's what we're doing. We're tr- yeah. basically trying to make sure that people can spend their Bitcoin on anything. Okay. And so, so it, it's going to be really difficult for them to ban it. Yeah. And um, I think most governments realize that they can't ban it. Yes. And so... Um, At least not successfully. Yeah. Right, yeah. And and they and, and what happens as well is you know every time you try to take Bitcoin down it just gets stronger, mm. so, right? Because like what happened in China, exactly, right? yeah. exactly. You know, genuinely, I thought the Chinese government thought you know they could just really just slay Bitcoin by mm-hmm. like because there was so much mining in in China, yeah. And um, you know how how did all that hash rate? How did it move? It moved completely decentralized. There was no like Bitcoin head office directing where all the hash rate should go and where right. all the money should go. Yeah. Literally, all it was was just like, people making individual decisions on what they right. think. Right, it's, like, it's like trying to, it's like the prohibition or something, right? Trying to ban yeah. drinking or something, exactly. right? It's like, yeah, that's that impossible. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, and then, and like I said, and then with, you know, people in Prohibition realised they could make money and actually Prohibition was really good for business. Right. They could actually make more money, which is better. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and, yeah. and then what does Bitcoin have going for it is that the, 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 the ability to uh, monetize the environmental energy, mm. which what didn't exist in the sense that, you know, if you open a, 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 a solar plant, you know, you've got somewhere out in the like the, the, the California desert or out in the Texas desert, mm -hmm. right? And you, you put like ten thousand solar panels there. Yeah, you could. You, you, the, the the return on investments of that project is maybe twenty five years, right? And you have to build over capacity, right? Maybe mm -hmm. twenty twenty five percent over capacity on on that project, right? Just so in case you know the the, the your clients need to draw more energy, then um. Then you can provide it, right? right? Okay. Well, but what happens is, is suddenly you can, you can provide you can actually connect um, a um, a Bitcoin mining system onto that mm -hmm. project. So, so let's say, say let's say you know like um, your client as 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 the uh, the uh, environmental project, your client's taking ninety percent of your electricity. Yeah. Well, what happens to that other you know thirty five percent electricity because you've you're, you've built you know, is it thirty five ninety it's yeah thirty thirty five because you're twenty five percent over capacity what happens mm -hmm. it just gets wasted into the ground right, right. you could you could be making bitcoin from that mm -hmm. and then and so then you're actually you're, you're, you're the byproduct of is, is bitcoin and what that means is your return on investment on that project becomes much faster. Right, right, right. Much, much faster. And, so, and, and then if there ever comes a time when, when your major client says, we need more extra power, mm -hmm. what do you do? You just turn off the miners. It doesn't, doesn't harm the miners to be turned off. If, you know, okay. if there's like winter storm in Texas or there's a problem, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just turn off. They just turn off. They don't need to be on all the time. Yeah, it yeah. means they're going to lo lose the chance to, to, to enter right, the game yeah, and, yeah. and win Bitcoin. But for them, you know, if, if they have... You know, like ninety, you know, eight, ninety, eighty, ninety percent uptime, mm -hmm. and ten percent downtime when 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 power power demands increase. Yeah. For Bitcoin miners, that's like that's a brilliant deal. Right. And then yeah. for, the, for for the environmental, I mean, for the uh, the, the the people who are setting up the project, mm -hmm. well, they they can um, they they, they can t they can turn a project that has like return on investment of twenty years down to like ten years maybe. Okay. And so that's yeah. gonna that's gonna power the environmental revolution. That's what's gonna change. What what will mm -hmm. push us into make, getting to like renewable energy is Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So Bi yeah, that's fascinating. So yeah. Bitcoin's not gonna bore the oceans. Bitcoin's mm -hmm. gonna basically suck up all the energy that we waste. We don't have an energy problem. What we have is we have an energy usage problem. We basically mm -hmm. waste way too much energy. We right. don't use it yeah. properly. You know, for example, you know our cities are built around um, sailing routes, which are based on wind power, right? Like mm. New York, yeah. London, mm -hmm. Hong Kong, Tokyo, all these, all these like, you know, financial centers. They're financial centers because they were originally shipping route centers, right? right. We're still living like in the 19th century, right? <laughs> yeah. In the future, we won't need to have, you won't need to be, uh, be able to have to transfer all the power from where the power is all the way to the cities. People will just divest out. We don't mm -hmm. need to work in the cities. We can, we can take the miners to where the power is. We don't need to, you know, how much power is lost transferring power from like the power station to New York City? Right, yeah. 15, 20%, a lot. Yeah, that's right? wild. Bitcoin miners just go straight to the power. They're literally next door. 
mm-hmm. right? And so that that's going to power the future. The future's got, you know, how do we get to becoming environmentally sustainable through Bitcoin mining? That's what's going to power it. That's what's right. Going to yeah, that's interesting because it increases the demand, right? And these are the type of people that will go yeah. after that. And it, 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 yeah. it, so when you're when you're thinking about, oh, shall I shall I make this hydro dam, uh-huh. right? And and you can punch the numbers. Let's let's do uh, making hydro dam without Bitcoin miners. Let's uh-huh. do making hydro dam with Bitcoin miners. You're going to look yeah. at the figures and go, well, get the Bitcoin miners ordered. Mm-hmm. Get the Bitcoin miners ordered. Mm-hmm. So and 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 so suddenly. You know, like every environmental project, every project that's using renewable energy yeah. will have a Bitcoin mining component to it. That's yeah? great, yeah. That's, and, 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 and that's what's going to get pull us out of the, the, um, our dependency on oil. Right. Yeah, because at the moment, you know, they, they sit down and go, oh, we can build this dam, it's going to cost us $100 billion, or we can just use more oil. Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck it, let's just use more oil. Let's mm-hmm. keep using the oil. But suddenly, when, when, we, when you can make that project profitable, suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Let's make the dam. The dam. <laughs> yeah. let's, make, let's, 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 yeah. let's, like, um, tap into volcanoes <laughs> and use the energy in volcanoes. Let's do that. That's right? interesting. Rather yeah. than, well, that's what they're doing in El Salvador, right? They really? use, they do, they're basically building a Bitcoin mine on a volcano. Wow. Because, like, limitless amounts of energy. Like, limitless amounts of energy. Yeah. Coming up from just one volcano. Look at Costa Rica. 300 volcanoes. Yeah. Yeah, That's all that en- and all yeah. that energy is just we don't use that energy because there's idle. no need for yeah. it. There's no need for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I mean that's how like Bitcoin's going to change the world. It's going to it, like uh, the 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 the, envi- the future that environmentalists want will come because of Bitcoin, because Bitcoin basically our financial system will be run environmentally. At the moment, our financial system is not environmental at all. Right. You know, to keep the right. lights on, yeah. to keep the banks open in New York and Barcelona and Munich and London and Amsterdam, to keep the lights on for these places costs an enormous amount of money. Our financial system draws in so much energy, mm-hmm. right? And it's all wasted, yeah? Right, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that before. I'll send you a video. That's great. Here, well, this has been awesome. This is great. Those are all my, those are all my questions. Cool. Thanks for uh, letting me chat. Yeah. Thank you for, for letting me have you on. This has been, this has been great. Awesome.